Well, I hope you are not expecting a morning edition filled with a roller coaster of exciting news because, well, we can't give that to you. We've got soft inflation in the United States. We've got the Swedish Riksbank keeping everything the way it is for some time to come, it seems. Very little movement in the markets, but maybe a speech from Jerome Powell will change a few things. The problem is this is a podcast and there's every chance he's already delivered it by the time you hear this. But that's life. It's Thursday, the 11th of February, 2021. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. And another day of uncertainty in the US stock market. The Dow up ever so slightly, but the S&P 500 and NASDAQ both down 0.2%. That might change because uh, in a moment, uh, Jerome Powell is going to be talking. He may have already spoken by the time you hear this podcast. We'll talk about that in just a second. Uh, But the market's obviously hanging out to see what he's got to say. We've got falls across Europe as well. The DAX is down almost 0.6%. Asian stocks closed much higher yesterday. The CSI 300 in China, for example, up over 2%. The US dollar this morning is down just a tiny bit, but it's down 0.3% on the Swiss franc. Other than that, the pound is the standout today. When I say standout, it's only a quarter percent up, but that shows you how little movement there is elsewhere on currencies. The Aussie has slid about 0.1%. 10-year Treasury yields are down a couple of basis points. 10-year yields are up across much of Europe, though, up eight basis points in the Netherlands, up three in the UK. And oil rising higher, 0.7% up for Brent and WTI, sticking at post-COVID highs. And David DeGarish joins me today, Direct Economics for Markets at NAB, usually in London, but in Melbourne for now. And who can blame him? But you can't can't get back to the UK, can you? So you've got no choice. <laughs> but hey, Dave, not, not just oil rising today, it's commodities almost across the board. Isn't it? Look at copper at 1.4%, platinum up almost 5% today, almost touching a six-year high. So is this all down to uh, inflation expectations? Is that what's driving this? I, I think it's a bit of the... You know, general economic reflation trade, Phil. So we saw with those uh, recent Chinese uh, credit growth numbers that they weren't sort of a mini horror story that the market was half prepared for after those, you know, withdrawals of liquidity from the PBOC. Uh, so I think that's still playing out, even though, as you said, uh, Treasury yields are down on the day. That was more about the inflation story. But we are seeing... Base metals uh, up, so copper, nickel, and as you said, platinum, uh, oil. Uh, now, the, obviously, with oil, the supply side is important as well. I guess the market's sort of half prepared for more supply to come on stream uh, as the year unfolds. But Dr. Copper's definitely up. That was up 1.65%. Um, uh, and nickel was up 1.5%. And they both had very good runs this year. Uh, copper up 6.6%. And Nickel up 12% year to date. Right. So why is that? Is that are people hedging because they think we're going to see inflation? Is that what's happening here? Or? It's, 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 it's inflation sort of, you know, the higher the metals prices, I guess, you know, eventually that does feed through to, in, you know, the cost of production and, and inflationary uh, effects. But it's more about, you know, what copper says about the state of the world economy. You know, that mm. uh, it's one of those lead I? indicators. Exactly. That's, right. you know, it's been around yeah. for hundreds of years, right? If not thousands. Yeah. So, and we, uh, yeah, it, and so much, we, we rely on it for so many things. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. So that makes sense. But CPI not rising just yet. In fact, the core inflation rate for, for January in the United States is, is month on month is zero. For now, uh, that might be a relief for those who are worried about inflation prospects. Um, presumably, this is in knock tre- is this what knocked Treasury yields down a bit? Today? Well, I think we saw a little bit of a flavour of how the market is positioning, at least before this CPI, if not for the next few months, Phil. I think the market is sort of 
uh, sensing that you know the world economy is repairing itself. If it's it's not not a smooth journey, but repairing itself, prepared for the uh, the reflation story, and that um, you know that that inflation will begin to rear its head. And you know what what are central banks going to do about that? But as for today's figures, um, you know I think we saw that. Um, uh, the market went into the, the bond market went into the inflation figures a little bit short. In other words, they're preparing for potential of a, an inflation positive surprise. But as you said there, what did we get? We got the core inflation flat in the month. And the market was expecting uh, up by 0.2. So that was, um, that was a disappointment. When I say disappointment, lower than expected. So we did see treasury yields back, uh, from that. And we also saw the US dollar. Uh, bid in into the CPI number and that came off. So uh, currencies like Aussie, um, Euro and Sterling sort of recovered. And you said Sterling's had a pretty good day. So the other thing is that the Fed is very prepared and has notified the market, you know, that base effects going to push up this inflation number almost certainly in the next few months. You know, last year during the pandemic, energy prices were what got negative at one point. So, um, you know, all, all that's going to lift up the measured inflation rate, but it, it's not the bogey for the market uh, that the market was expecting, at least not this month. Right, and we're not seeing inflation in China either, are we, there, that we had their numbers out for January, pretty low, and actually year-on-year year deflation and producer prices. I mean, there was that question, wasn't there? If producer prices shoot up too much, is that going to push up the price of Chinese goods uh, for buyers overseas? Maybe uh, the exchange rate may do more than more, more to create that, the producer mm. prices. Uh but we saw very little inflation and producer prices only moved up 0.3% year on year. So so no big move there. No, no. I think what we're seeing too, Phil, is that, you know, we've seen the services sectors of economies really compressed. But the goods side of economies, particularly as a regard to consumer goods, um, sales have been right up. And, uh, of course, we've seen a lot of supply disruption. So to expect in time that doesn't produce some sort of pressure on goods prices, uh, I think would be a little bit unrealistic. But does it, you've got to remember the service sector prices are a big part of the inflation story, the labour markets and so forth. So we shouldn't be spooked by, you know, what economists call changes in relative prices, but uh, the overall price level and how that's performing. Well, look, what do, what do central banks do in the midst of all of this? Not much is the answer, isn't it? Particularly if we look at Sweden, the, uh, the Riksbank governor, no hurry to adjust the, the policy guidance, keeping the rate at zero until 2024. He's more worried, he says, about withdrawing monetary support too soon rather than too late. Uh, so he has absolutely no concern about inflation, clearly. No. Um, so as you said there, very more, very much more worried about uh, taking the bowl away too early rather than too late. Uh, indeed, prepared for inflation to overshoot for a time. So... I think, you know, that that's probably a message we're going to hear from Chair Powell again. We, we know they're inflation averaging, but it's just another reminder that central banks seem to be relatively harmonious, Phil, in, uh, in, 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 in thinking that economies are going to require a lot of support for a period of time. This is not just a 2020, 2021 story, but, but beyond. And just in the past uh, half an hour or so, Phil, uh, Ian Harper, who sits on the board of the Reserve Bank, has been interviewed by Bloomberg. So there's a story on that. And he's hosing down the idea of um, asset price bubbles. 
Um, so, you know, he th- thinks that uh, asset price bubbles are, you know, some, some way off and there's a lot of spare capacity in the economy. Um, and, and uh, you know, things like rising house prices will help to speed up investment and help to help for the the economy to uh, to make positive progress so then they're not going to be spooked by asset prices which is pretty much the story that um we heard from governor low last week as well Uh, crikey so does that mean we are going to see the share market jump even higher than it is now (laughs) i mean how much higher can it go yeah it's been uh it's it's been a a pretty 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 good month i mean I, i know we've you know, you're mentioning there that um, share prices in the day have been lacklustre, but they've had, what, over a week of very good rises. So yeah, it's not holding you know, back, m- is it? Yeah, that's right. M- month to date has been exceptional, hasn't it? I think the S&P's up over 5% so far this month. The ASX up you know, uh, 3.8% and the, uh, the NASDAQ up 6.9%. So you'd hardly say that... Um, Share prices are only downward, under any downward pressure right now. God, I wonder how it ends, though, haven't you? Look, Australian consumer sentiment seems to be doing okay. Uh, 20% expect good times in the next 12 months. 19% expect bad times, so net good times. Mm. Uh, more expect uh, their the family's going to be better off financially this time next year than those who think they're going to be worse off. Uh, so uh, no surprise. I mean, we knew consumer sentiment was going to look better. I think that's right. I mean, that, that's been the trend. We've also seen it in the in the business survey the day before, right? So, you know, you've had the combination of mm. uh, an improving economy, a central bank that's going to continue to provide uh, support, uh, and of course, support from the uh, from the government in terms of uh, JobKeeper, and of course, bringing forward the, the tax cuts. So, you know, consumers and households build up these big financial buffers. So, uh, and the economy, the Australian economy is in as good a shape as any, uh, given what's been happening during the pandemic. So consumers are quite happy with that, I think, and see that the labour market is improving. Housing market is, um, is rising again in, in all capital cities and beyond, Phil. Um, so, yep. you know, that's good news for consumers. Now, there was a time when uh, the market not so long ago would respond to almost anything that uh, was talked about from uh, Donald Trump, anything he said, anything was said about him. Uh, but now we've got this impeachment trial going ahead. Uh, there was, of course, a challenge as to whether it was constitutional, but it uh, that's been yes. uh, pushed out. So day two is underway. There's been apparently new video footage shown that uh, presented how close the mod right. got to the senators and members of Congress. Uh, the defence from Trump's lawyers, fake news. That's going to be that summarises their defence for everything, I think. But uh, I'm imagining absolutely no market implications out of any of this. It's just a side show. Yeah, I think that um, the fact that, you know, they, they, the Senate uh, voted to proceed with the trial, what was it, 56-44, if that's any indication of how the final vote will go, you think that this won't get up unless there's some sort of super incriminating evidence that, that is not in the public domain right now. So... But uh, I mean, I think mm. it, it, it's certainly very interesting for political analysts, for uh, for market analysts. Uh, I think they're more uh, more um, focused on you know the Biden one point nine trillion package yeah, and um, and how that's going to be put together and what what's in it and, and, and when it might um, 
being active. And, and maybe also what uh, Jerome Powell says today, because he's talking about the, the, the Economics Indeed. Club of New York. He, they often hold a little bit back there, don't they, to try and uh, move the markets a little bit. Uh, look, the uh, the Melbourne Institute Inflation Expectations Survey is out this morning. We get retail card spending for New Zealand. Uh, the initial jobless claims, mm. uh, the weekly numbers in the United States tonight. Yes. Uh, other than that, it's about it, isn't it, really? I think so. I think, you know, the jobless claim is probably the pick of the numbers in the next 24 hours or so, and you're going to hear a lot about unemployment, I suspect, from uh, from Chair Powell, mm. which, as you say, will be yeah. uh, public knowledge by the time the podcast is uh, out there. Yeah, well, and actually, we can tell you a little bit. We can tell you briefly what he said while we've been recording this. He said that the Fed is not going to raise interest rates straight away or modify its QE uh, at the first sign of seeing the labour market strengthening. They're going to wait patiently. In fact, they're going to let the labour market run hot so that it pulls in low-income workers. And they, their work is clearly not done until those low-income workers are back with a job. And he said, we're currently a long way from such a labour market. So, in short, lower rates for longer. Uh, no surprise there. Uh, Good to talk. Catch you again very soon. Thanks, Dave. Will do, Phil. Cheers. And there we are. That's it for this morning. I'm Phil Dobby for NAB. Back tomorrow morning. I'll see you then. Have a great Thursday.